Welcome to Rusty Moise Podcast. I am so excited that you guys are joining me for another episode about global warming, climate change, and all that's going on right now. And my last episode with episode 101 with climate change, it was exciting, it was informative, but it was honest. In episode 102, I'm going to discuss extreme climate change has arrived in America. Yes, it has arrived and it's here. Before climate change really indulged in our minds, the winners of New Jersey, the lakes and boisterous wintertime carnivals, as you may know, as many as 15,000 skaters took part and automobile owners would drive into this thick ice. Thousands watched as local hockey clubs battled one another at skating facilities and these competitions, including um, one in 1926 that featured 21 ice boats on blades that sailed over a three-mile course. And I guess you guys are wondering, why am I researching 1926? And I'm getting to that, and it's all going to make sense, guys. In those days, before a widespread refrigeration, workers flocked here to harvest ice. They would carve blocks as much as two feet thick, float them to giant ice houses, sprinkle them with sawdust, and load them onto road cars bound for ice boxes in New York City and beyond. These winters don't exist anymore, guys. We don't have all of that snow and hell that we once had. So listen, this is where climate change comes in at. That's because a century of climbing temperatures has changed the character of the Garden State. The massive ice industry and skating sailing associations are put black and white photographs as a local museum. And that's it. And even the Harley souls who still try to take part in ice fishing contests here have had to cancel 11 of the past dozen competitions for fear of striving into thin ice and tumbling into the frigid water. But in New Jersey, it may seem as an unlikely place to measure climate change, but it's one of the fastest warming states in the nation, guys. I reiterate, it's one of the fasting, warming states in the nation. It's an average temperature has climbed to about 2 degrees since, 19, since 1895, doubling the average for the lower of 48 states. Guys, this is real stuff. It may seem that I'm bluffing and I'm making it up, but I've done the research and it's happening. And it's right in front of our eyes. Over the past two decades, the two degrees number has emerged as a critical threshold for global warming. In the 2015, according to my recent research, agreed that the world should actually urgently to keep the Earth average temperature increases well below two degrees. By the year 2100, to avoid a host of changes, the potential consequences are doubting. The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warned that if Earth heats up by an average of 2 degrees, virtually all the world's coral reefs will die, retreating ice 
sheets in Greenland, cold unleashed massive sea level rise, summertime Arctic sea ice, and a shield against further warming would begin to disappear. But global warming does not heat the world evenly. Analysts may say of more than a century of national, no, century of national and atmosphere administration temperature data across the lower 48 states and 3,107 counties has found that major areas are nearing or have already crossed the two degree mark. And that's real stuff. But today, more than one in 10 Americans 34 million people are living in rapidly heating regions, including New York City, Los Angeles. 71 counties have already hit the two degree mark. Okay, Alaska is the fastest warming state in the country, but Rhode Island is the first state and the lower 48 woes to average temperature rise has eclipsed two degrees. Other parts of the Northeast, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maine and Massachusetts trail close behind guys why am i mentioning all this why do we care because global warming is real and it's happening and i'm not going to stop creating these episodes i've been mentioning this with a friend and i've been listening to them and i know about global warming and sometimes if you say too much you can spoil an episode and i don't want to spoil spoil it i don't want to spoil the mindset of where i am now with global warming my grandparents mentioned this to me five years ago and I would laugh. But why I was laughing, I was taking down notes for this day, for this episode. While many people associate global warming with summer melting, forest fires, disastrous flooding, it is in higher winter temperature that have made New Jersey and nearby Rhode Island the fastest warming of the lower 48 states. But the average New Jersey temperature from December through February now exceeds zero degrees. The temperature in which water freezes, the threshold reached over the past three decades, has meant lakes don't freeze as often. Snow melts are quickly and in sinks and pests don't die as they once did in a harsher cold. And this is a girl that comes from Puerto Rico, that doesn't come from where it's cold at, that knows this, has done the research, and it really, really matters. It's huge for all individuals. The freezing point is the most critical threshold among all temperatures. New Jersey State climatologist and professor at a Rutgers University once told me that is the geographic that counts. Do I agree? No. The uneven rise in temperature across the United States matches what is happening around the world. And that is what's going on. In the past century, guys, the Earth has warmed one degrees, but that's just an average. Some parts of the globe, including the mountains of Ramona and the steeps of other locations, have registered increased twice as large. It has taken decades or in some cases, a century. But the huge swaths of the planet, the climate change, it represents tense reality, not one looming ominously in the distant future. Okay? To find that the world's two sea hotspots, it's 
fastest warming place. The Post analyzed temperature database, including those kept by uh, peer-reviewed scientific studies and reported by the local climatologists, the global data sets drawn upon thousands of land-based weather stations and other measurements such, such as oceaned arm with sensors and shipped logs dating as far back as 1850. Why does this matter? I'm going to continue. On with episode 102. In one geographic location, two degrees may not represent global change, but it can threaten an ecosystem, which I mentioned which I mentioned in episode 101, and it can change a landscape and upend livelihoods and cultures that matters for all of us. Thinning ice, let loose waves, weeds that ordinarily die in cold weather. This year, a new blow following one of the warmest springs of the past century. Harmful bacteria known as blue-green bloomed in the lake just as the tourist season was taking off in June. New Jersey's largest lake was shut down after the state's environmental agency warned against swimming or fishing for weeks, if not longer. Guys, the nation hotspots will get worse. Absent of global plan to slash, slash emissions of the greenhouse gases, falling climate change, by the time the impacts are fully recognized, the change may be irreversible. Basically, guys, the hotspots are chunks of future in the present. When you look at the temperature, you look at what's going on, you look at America's hotspots. Nationwide trends are clearly starting in the 1800s. The USA temperatures begin to rise and continue slowly up through the 1930s. The nation then cooled slightly for several decades, but starting around 1970s, the temperature rose steeply. And that's where we're looking at climate change. As a country level, the data reveals isolated two degrees, clusters, high altitude, deserts in Oregon, stretches of the Western Rocky Mountains, the feed of the Colorado River, and a clutch of countries along the northeastern shore of Lake Michigan, home to the famed Sleeping Bear Duns, the national lakeshore near Traverse City, okay? Along the Canadian border, a string of countries, a string of con continents from eastern Montana to Minnesota are quickly heating up. All right. The warming varieties is as intense as high elevations, such as, such as Utah, Colorado, and along some highly populated coasts. Temperatures have risen to 2C in Los Angeles and these three neighboring counties. New York City is warming rapidly, and so are very different areas around it, such as beach resorts in Hampton and the Westchester County. Guys, let's pay close attention to what's going on. The smaller area, the more difficult it is to pinpoint the counts, the, the causes of the warming, the herbal, the urban heat effects changing air pollution levels, ocean currents events could play some role in the global warming. 
the only part of the United States that has not warmed significantly since the 19, since the 1800s in the South is especially Mississippi, Alabama, where data in some cases shows cooling. But scientists may say have attributed this warming hole to atmosphere cycles driven by Pacific and Atlantic Oceans along with per cycles of soot to smokestacks, which have damaging health effects but can block some of the sun's intensity. Those types of pollutants were, by environmental policies, while carbon dioxide remained unregulated for decades. So, since the 1960s, however, the region temperatures have been increasingly along with the rest of the countries. The Northeast warming especially has went fast, fast and furious. So, guys, this is a huge issue. And with a quick commercial break, I'm going to continue talking about this issue because it's constantly going on and it hasn't changed. So that's be focused on what's real and what's not. If this is your first time listening in to Rusty Moin, don't allow it to be your last. On this platform, it's not only empowering, it's inspirational, but most importantly, it's creative. Creativity and honesty is what we need during a pandemic. This pandemic is still in existence. So don't think it's over because it's not. And global warming is a part of all that we're struggling with right now. So take part with Rusty Moy and follow me in my journey. Hello everyone, if this is your first time joining in with Rusty Moy, you're going to find out that global warming, climate change, infrastructure, and so many other episodes is just not where it is for me. I have so much to offer and so much to discuss right here on this meaningful platform. But if you're just joining me, I'm discussing climate change in America because it's happening is right before our eyes and I will not turn a deaf eye or deaf ear to what's going on. A climate scientist may say that usually warming or cold months as ranking among the five most extreme records going back to the late 1900s. In the case of New Jersey, since 2000, we have 39 months that were unusually warm and zero that were unusually cold. And I won't argue that. Other scientists don't not completely understand the Northeast hotspot, but fading winters and very warm water offshore are the most likely corporate experts saying that because climate change is a cycle and that feeds on itself. Do I argue that? No, but what I say is the warmer winters means less ice and snow covering. Normally, ice and snow reflects solar radiation back into space, keeping the planet relatively cool. But as the ice and snow retreat, the ground absorbs the solar radiation and it warms. Okay. 
Data may show that Northeast state except Pennsylvania, the temperature of the winter months of December through February have risen by two degrees since, since 1895 to 1896. And the U.S. globally survey data may say ice breaks up into New England lakes nine to 16 days earlier than in the 19th century. And I can agree with that. This doesn't mean the states can't have extreme winters anymore. But a frigid Arctic air descends into the heart of the country can still bring bidding, bidding cold, but the overall trend remains the same and it sets to continue. But in my recent research, it found that the time to entire globe crosses two degrees, the Northeast can expect to have risen by about three degrees with winter temperatures higher still. Does that matter? It does. But what matters even more is losing three feet of beach a year. And I'm going to explain that. Climate change plays differently in different places. In Rhode Island, it has warmed as much as 1.6 degrees in the past 50 years. And for one of cooler water, the state's lobster catch has plummeted 75% in the past two decades. Alongside the shoreline, the hotter and higher the sea is shuffling the lineup of oceanfront homes. So if you're thinking about being on the beach or buying a home there, you might want to think again. The beach is a collection of summer cottages along a quarter mile stretch that is corroding faster than any other part of the state and an average of 3.3 feet a year. My great-grandfather bought a property, property tongue twister guys, nearly a century ago. And I won't get into all the details. But when he purchased that property, he made a mistake because he's on the beach. And he didn't realize about climate change, global warming, or any of those things. He just knew that my grandmother always wanted to be on the beach, just like myself. I just said to a friend, I would love to have a home on the beach. And that's where we make our mistake. Global warming, the environment and climate change has changed America and is changing a lot of the homes because of the climate change. But what I will say, about a decade ago, another family tried to be persuaded to purchase a home near ocean. They were very reluctant, but they did so. And when they did so, they're regretting it to this day. But then the coast took an indirect hit from a hurricane, Hurricane Sandy, and it had damaged, which we wrote and we remember, 11 homes in the community front row, with three of them washing out to the sea. The surf laps over the remains of concrete foundations and wooden pylons, knocking over construction fences. I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2013, 28 families in the first and second rows started moving to the back of the development roughly a thousand feet away. The community is planning to move another 20 houses. It's real. When you think of the ocean, you think of the beach, it looks beautiful. Do you want a home there? Do you want to live there? Do you want a vacation there? Is this what you want to call 
your new home. It is expensive. Homeowners pay to physically move their cottages or demolish them and rebuild. Metanic Beach Properties, the management companies, must survey the properties and prepare new locations, laying out new roads and new sewer, sewer pipes. 15 years about the predicament of the homes and the ocean and the water and what can possibly estimate that will happen. People are in dispense. People are unsure if the coast of experience of flooding will happen. Will hundreds of buildings be washed away? Will people regret having a home by the beach? I'm hoping that I'm back far enough that I won't have to move to the back, some people may say. Every time they say there's a storm, they become to be worried. With 420 miles of coastline, Rhode Island is particularly vulnerable. A massive warm current that travels up the East Coast from the Gulf of Mexico before making a right turn towards a Greenland in Europe can be scary. The Gulf Stream is enormous, encompassing more water than all of the world rivers combined it. It is one part of an even larger global of current that transparent heat around the world. But most importantly, a slowing of these currents, which scientists think is caused by melting of Arctic ice, has pushed the global stream closer to the East Coast, bringing more warm water, right? And perhaps hotter temperatures on ocean shore. Offshore, it has become its own hot spot, helping to boost water temperatures by two degrees or more in some regions. But what I do know, if the slowing continues, seas could find or seas could rise further and faster. That's because when the current slows, water was driving towards Europe, drifting back across the Atlantic to the USC coastlines, trying to determine whether the Gulf Stream is already contributing to rapid sea level rise on the East Coast. When we look at these homes, they're beautiful. We're sitting back watching the water rise. We could be sitting looking out the window on our laptop. Now that they're moving, it once further moved further than we could possibly imagine. When we think of the ocean all the way back to the eighth row of the summer cottages, do we become to be afraid? Do we come to be vulnerable? Do we become to be worried? Yes. By 2030, the sea level rise will flood 650 buildings six times a year, according to the Rhode Island Coastal Resource Management and many others. The beach will be vulnerable, guys. Some residents want the beach owners to fight off the sea. Others don't mind and love to sit on the beach and look beautiful and take pictures like myself.
They think they should build a seawall. They should bring it a ton of sand. Should they spend a lot of money with sand and with beach and making it look beautiful? Should families move out or should they stay? Should these families be still reluctant of everything that's going on with global warming? I think so. The ice is not safe anymore, guys. And here's why. It was like a tailgate party. Midnight madness. People camped out with their snowmobiles. But the ice isn't safe anymore. You think of the lakes and think that they're beautiful, especially around the holiday times, Thanksgiving, Christmas, January. And you feel that's a new norm, according to the records and research. A fishing group of 26 fishing contests were canceled because of poor ice conditions from 1998 through 2019. Only 19 were held successfully. So is it an issue? Yes. When we think of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, we think of the ice and the fun in the cabins. And it could be an interesting evening, an interesting holiday, but not always. When we think of the lakes and the counties in the Northwest, both have been warming fast, especially in winter. Winter temperatures has increased 2.6 degrees since the winter of 1895 to 1896. Winter increase has been slightly sharper by 2.7 degrees, guys. January temperatures in Sussex County generally needs to average about 3.9 minus 3.3 for successful ice fishing. Instead of averaging, winter temperatures are moving closer to the freezing point, with some winters now exceeding zero degrees. It's not just the lakes, guys, that is being wracked by climate change. Think of Jersey Shore, the shopping malls, from hiking trails in the northwest to Bayway oil refineries. The state faces exceptional heavy and unpredictable rainfalls. Even for New Jersey last year, it was unbelievable by the record of 64.77 inches of rainfall, guys. 40% above average. No longer by cold winters or attacking people's crops and landscapes alike. That's not our issue. But what is, is the one and a half inch of long southern pine beetles had been largely confined to southern USA forests, hence its name. But the warmer temperature have plundered migration of the north where it has damaged more than 20,000 acres of the state's pine dyes. And that's real. They are changing the pipelines. We have to really study and realize what's going on. It's no longer just air, climate, global warming, environment. It's way more. Think of the mosquitoes, the air force, the season. And realize what is really going on. But the bugs may be winning the air war. 
The commission flights are more. I don't even know. The commission flights are even more frequent, must I say. The highest number of acres treated annually. The mosquitoes carrying the West Nile virus came up the South 20 years ago. Last year, it became the last county in the state to register human cases of these diseases. Think of what's going on. It is real. This is the mosquito season, and it started June 1st through ending September 30th. The mosquitoes are out here. But unless the air war starts earlier in the spring, you're not going to address the mosquito problem at all. It's completely dead, guys. On a cool but sunny day in May, you can think of some bugs, some mosquitoes. But what do you think of? Maybe some warm air? No, you're thinking of May as a lot of rain. Maybe still a chill in the air. Not still hot as of yet. The plants start growing earlier and lingering around longer as well. The thick ice block sunlight from the nurturing the weeds. But in some of these shallow areas as of February, we're looking through the ice, seeing the plants growing. If you get my drift of the temperature and the climate change. Fertilizing combined with warm winters helps weeds grow victoriously. Okay. In the summer, the weeds can become a nuisance to boats and swimmers like myself i'm a swimmer and i hate bugs by the summer you think of the weeds becoming a nuisance forcing the state governments to harvest them with large petals and toss them into a belt to get rid of them hopefully some years of funding has been hard to get delaying harvesting and angering homeowners and making people feel pushed out unwanted or a lack of convenience guys global warming climate change is real i generated the research and created this episode 102 extreme climate change has arrived in america because it has arrived it been has arrived and i don't think people realize that it's real stuff and that it hasn't went anywhere and i don't think it's going to But that's okay because I'm aware and you are of climate change. But we must realize it and make it better. And by doing so, we have to, one, accept it and realize what's going on. But two, most importantly, try to make it better within our environment. So I thank you so much for listening in and being a part of this journey with me. But don't allow it to be your last episode with Rusty Moy. All the shit that you like. I'm with all the shit that you like. Tell me where you wanna go. Tell me what you wanna do. Baby, just be comfortable. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Rusty Moy right here on this platform once again. Oh, guys, I've had a trying week of just getting by and 
seeing so much violence in the city. And I think for me, it's been, um, I'm not going to say weird, but it's been a lot of tragedies to a, for a lot of individuals that are close to me. And I think I can feel others' pain and put myself in that same predicament. Actually, I was in that predicament um, a couple years ago when um, I had some tragedy to my own family. But enough of all of that. I will be here with episode one. What I feel is a huge um, issue in Center City, Philadelphia, and a lot of individuals may agree or disagree. So 100 million apartment buildings come into Center City in 2023. The 20-story buildings, we all have retail space available. Developers are going to turn those into apartments. With COVID-19 and everything we've seen, a lot of businesses have been shutting their doors. And construction sites been up. And they've been working, de- uh, dedicating this time in Center City, Delaware, and many other places to add more apartments. Do I like this? No, I do not. I don't think we should be having more apartment buildings um, added to Center City, Delaware, Jersey, or any of those places. I think with all the changes, we should have maybe more businesses, more opportunities, more training programs, and things that can be um, helpful um, for individuals that need it most. Um, More, uh, I would say dance studios, more mentor centers, ways to help our children and our young people um, be motivated in any type of way possible. And I think that's what should be going on, especially in our city, in our city and within Center City. So I think other people may choose to disagree with that. So that's why there's going to be 100 million 20-story apartment buildings in Center City scheduled to come in 2023. They're going to start working on this construction in coming months to have them on their feet by 2023. So the apartment buildings, which will be located anywhere between 12th and Samson Street, will have nearly 400 units and 11,000 square feet of commercial space. Construction, guys, is estimated to end in the summer of 2023. The Philadelphia Business Journal and many others have reported in my recent research It will take the place of a current parking garage set to be demolished over the next few months. What did this mean to you guys? What did this mean to me? There's change right in our city and we're not included in the change. These things are happening right under our nose. Are we concerned? Maybe. And some may beg to differ. The project that's coming of the rental property company Graystar, which has already managed 7,000 apartment units across the Philadelphia region and was designed by BLT Architects. Guys, do we know anything about Graystar? No. Some of us do, some of us don't. But just realize there's 7,000 apartment units, not 7,000 recreation centers, not 7,000 dance studios, not 7,000 educational institutions added free of charge to help our children, to help our young people, things, um, you know, basketball, basketball or sports coaching, swim, swimming clubs or things like that that can help our children during a pandemic because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. 
um, even though restrictions restrictions have been lifted, are these the things that are going to be up for change? No, they're not up for change. These are things that are building money and wealth to our city. The COVID-19 pandemic caused the city's vacancy rates to increase slightly because of the COVID-19 pandemic, which I do know. And at the end of the first quarter, the rate sat at 9% in the city and 3.3% in the suburbs. So um, probably the Business Journal may believe um, the conditions are temporary and the pandemic has driven and should have improved um, vaccination rates rising and the economy bounces back. So they believe the economy is bouncing back, maybe. And some may people may say that the economy has not bounced back fully because they can't find a job or they found the job. They didn't find a job within their industry. It's paying what they should be paid. So in fact, Philadelphia saw less of its residents leave during pandemic compared to other large cities like New York. I'm a New Yorker uh, in Boston, which I did travel and I studied there uh, once upon a time. And things have changed so much in New York and Boston and even more so in Philadelphia. But has it changed for the better or for the worse? And that's where we need to be the judge. Despite the lower vaccination numbers, Constructions on several residential buildings are underway in the city. And at the end of 2020, guys, approximately 10,000 apartment units were under construction. And several projects are moved through the application and approval process. Graystar's executive said the company is not worried about vacancy levels across the city. Okay. I think the depth of the market is very strong, what I may believe, and that we think that for many folks who are not familiar with the city or they're not familiar with Philadelphia has been uh, hidden in the plan of sight because they just didn't realize this was going on. Also, what I believe is retail space is to draw in more residents like coffee users as myself, restaurants, which I love, or small format market. Okay. And do I feel this is going to help? No. I feel that this is going to be ways that's going to draw in business for the city and not small individuals that have small businesses or individuals that are trying to get by that are working um, essential uh, jobs or nine to five or et cetera. I just don't feel that's going to be a help. So Graystar has more than 15 properties in Center City alone and the company's partnering with Masterful Financial, a Chicago firm, to fund the new building. Okay, guys, this here, when we look at it, it's more about the big buck. It's more about what's going to happen in our city. And individuals are being left behind. And this is right in front of our eyes. And we can't draw or, or believe or, or, or kind of put a, a blind eye to this. We have to realize what's going on. And we cannot say that this is not happening because it is. So... With a short commercial break, I'll be back to discuss a little bit more with in depth within this episode. Now the skies could fall, not even if my boss should call. The world is seems so very small. Nothing even matters at all. See nothing even matters. See nothing even matters at all. 
If this is your first time joining Rusty Moy right here on this great, exciting, creative platform, don't allow it to be your last. Right here, we have episodes on infrastructure, business 101, all the do's and don'ts about the entertainment industry, and the COVID-19 pandemic, which it brought up a lot of concerns, maybe even a lot of issues for most individuals, but it has not stopped resting. I continued with the creativity and I love what I do. So if this is the first time listening in, don't allow it to be your last because it just gets better. Episode after episode. It doesn't just start with 101. It goes from 101 to episode 105 and it continues. But what I need is your generous support to be a listener and be a part of something great. Hello everyone, if you have just tuned in, this is the most exciting, fun, creative episode yet, I believe, because it touches so many individuals. Um, Even if you don't feel that this is very touching to you, it can touch and move you in some way. When you think of a hundred apartment projects coming right in your city and these are apartment buildings that is bringing in wealth for your city, but is it helping the little ones? Is it helping with education? Is it helping with creativity? How is it helping our children? How is it helping families stay afloat? This construction is just bringing in an opportunity to gain capital for our city. It's not bringing in anything other than that. And if we look at the fine picture, we know what we stand in need of. With all of everything and all the violence in our city and um, our young people just, I just feel sometimes are losing control and having a misunderstanding and misrepresentation between individuals. We need great leadership. We need development. We need more opportunities for our young people. We need more involvement. And if we don't have that involvement, what were our young people turned to? Handguns, drugs, or et cetera, even more. We do not want this to happen. So what we need to do is stand firm and realize what is going on right within our communities and don't take no for an answer. This episode, guys, is a little bit different than what I normal, normally discuss on this platform because I want people to realize infrastructure is real. When people think of infrastructure, they're not really concerned or they don't believe that it's a big deal. But when I think of infrastructure, I think of the physical organizational structure, facility, and needed for operation of a society of enterprise, institution, foundation, organization, frame, not even frame. I think of framework when I think of infrastructure. When I think of infrastructure, I think of what I'm seeing, what is happening. I'm not sitting there thinking that this is not real because it is. And people think of infrastructure as, is this a plan? Is this an infrastructure bill? Is this happening right now in 2021? Well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's not my plan. I just have to, I have to, you know, leave it up to the politicians. I have to, you know, not even 
think about it. I mean, it has nothing to do with me in my day-to-day life. It does. When you have all that construction going on in your city and apartment buildings are being built right under you and you may not be aware of it, infrastructure, you're definitely a part of it. I remember being younger growing up. And when I look at these construction sites and I would see things being built, I was excited. I said, oh, there's another restaurant, another store. Somewhere we can go and hang out, I would tell my aunt. Oh, what the, is that going to be an arcade? Is that going to be a movie theater? And I was excited. That excitement was an overjoy. And she said, relax. It hasn't even been building. I said, well, is it going to be an amusement park? And I knew it wasn't going to be an amusement park because there wasn't any amusement parks in my neighborhood. I said, is there going to be a carnival? I knew there wasn't a carnival because I didn't see any carnivals. I said, is this going to be a recreation center? Is there going to be events there? Something going to happen? I knew that that wasn't going to happen because that's not what was in the plan. That was not happening in my community where I was raised. I didn't realize buildings being constructed at that time. I didn't look at it until the last five years and looking back at what I've been seeing politically, economically, and a whole lot of other things I've been looking at. And that's when I came to the realization of this is it. There's no holding back. There's no playing around. This here is the real deal. And if you don't realize what's going on and stand firm, you're going to get lost. And a lot of people are going to get getting lost. They're getting lost as we speak. They're getting lost right in the midst of everything that's happening. But what I do know is 1.3 million jobs in green infrastructure. What I do know is there is 161,000 jobs in technology innovation. What I also do know, it's 262,000 jobs in supporting workers and communities, okay? What I also know, there is 363,000 or more jobs in clean energy deployment. And what I also know is there's 232,000 jobs in agriculture and natural resources. That's what I do know about the jobs. But I also know there's individuals that are trying to find opportunities that do not fit into their qualifications that they're not being paid equally and I had a uh, episode on that and that's not what this today's episode is about but I'm going to touch on that how people are in these jobs and they're not being paid or treated equally they're not being paid what they should be being paid is there lack of knowledge lack of education are they being taken advantage of yes they're being taken advantage of why I will tell you in the next episode I will discuss this I will have an episode about Why are people in these industries and they're being taken advantage of and they're being paid less than their counterparts? Okay. Does it have anything to do with infrastructure? I will talk about that. We'll have that discussion. What bothers me is knowing there are going to be so many apartment buildings being built. 100 million apartment buildings being built in Center City, Philadelphia. Not 100 million individual, individual locations to help young people, senior citizens, minorities, and other individuals that stand in need of assistance, in need, in need of help. 
I mean, we can break down the categories because you got 1 million apartment buildings being built right here in Center City, Philadelphia, coming in 2023. That's bringing in, I reiterate, cash flow. Where's that cash flow going to go? Is that going to be helping someone that stands in need of it most? Is it going to be developing a resource center? How is that going to help? How is that going to add? I don't think it's going to add. I don't think it's going to help. If you're listening in and you enjoy this episode, you listen to this episode and you say, this doesn't matter to me. It should. Everyone has an opinion. This is a non-judgmental platform. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to create a space. Speak truth. And love what I do. Not bottled anyone down with drama. Create issues or negative vibes. Not right here. That's not what I do. That's not what Rusty Moy does. But I hope that you... In this brief episode that I wanted to discuss and I wanted to inform you of that you'll think of infrastructure. But most importantly, you'll think of the 100 million apartment buildings being built right here in Center City, Philadelphia. And why is that happening? And that people are not taking charge or understanding or realizing that this is going on and this is realistic. And we must know and stand firm and realize that we're being taken away from opportunities. There are less opportunities for us. And that we need to build and create space ourselves to build these opportunities, to build, break down barriers and build platforms and buildings, opportunities to bring other individuals along, to give them an opportunity and a space to be creative, to help individuals that need it most. Jobs, job training, education, educational tools, and much, much more to help our young people, individuals that are in college. Paving their way. If you were in college once and you understand, paving their way to find an opportunity. Maybe they're going to be in that bunch of getting uh, an apartment right here in Center City, Philadelphia. Maybe they're going to be in the 100 million uh, bunch of individuals getting an apartment. They're maybe studying right here in the city, and that's fine. But they're going to need resources to pay those bills. And where does the resources come from? Where does the opportunity come from? Where does the internship come, come from? Where they can be um, sufficient financially savvy and realize what they need as a college student to stay away from debt, to stay away from um, contracts or being obligated to spend above their means and they can't afford it and then they pay for it long term. They pay for the next five, ten years of their life when they have to pay this back and if they don't, it goes against their credit. Then they're still paying for it long term. Guys, I love what I do. I really appreciate your support. But I really want you to hear me out and realize that this is real. It's definitely real. So thank you for joining me and continue to walk in this path with me.